maybe I'll lose some weight Maybe I'll clear my junk Maybe I'll just get drunk on apple wine Me, I'll be just Hello and welcome to the playoff round one edition of the Gridiron Weekly Matchups Podcast. I am your host, Huck Breeze, and I am joined here by the late Scott Sheddick. Scott, I am sorry to hear about you not making the playoffs this year. I really am. Uh, it's always more fun when we have both hosts in the playoffs. But from your perspective, how is the day after knowing there's no more fantasy football to play until we christen our draft next year? Well, it stings. It stings. But, uh, you know, it's, it's that, that bitter taste in my mouth that makes it ever so much sweeter when I do make the playoffs. Because I got to, you know, it, at the end of the day, some of the most competitive people, you hate losing more than you love winning. Because winning's great, but you're there because you remember that you fucking lost, that you made some bad, bad mistakes, that you, that you missed on, you know, early draft picks, that you took too many fucking chances that you wasted some fucking moves that you lost some games by less than a fucking point that you should have fucking won. There's just, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And at the end of the day, I mean, you look at how close uh, the last, you know, four spots really are of, of, you know, getting into the playoffs. And it's, it's very, it's very minimal. It's, it's down to, down to points four, down to, you know, uh, one or two games here and there. And it's, uh, you know, every, every decision matters. Preseason, draft, uh, during the season, everything matters. Yeah, throughout the season, you get, you get a lot of chances to second-guess yourself on small little things. If I did this here, if I drafted this guy here, if I didn't do this. Um, and sometimes you beat yourself up. Some are larger than others. You know, I, I don't think I'll ever forget not playing Chris Hogan um, over Cole Beasley Three oh, years ago, four, yeah, four years ago in the playoffs and losing in the first round, I may have won another championship. Um, that hurts. I lost by just enough, just Chris Hogan. So, um, yeah, you just got to move on, you know, and I know it sucks. I know fantasy football is one of my favorite things. It's one of, you know, this league's favorite things. I know we're all very passionate about it. And when you're out, you look at a bleak eight months of uh, – trying to get back in the game, trying to restart, trying to get a fresh slate. So, um, so yeah, no, I, I understand your feeling and, and thank you for coming on and talk about fancy football. I know that's uh, not something I would want to do last year uh, after, after my exit. Uh, you know, if you, if you notice after I went out in the playoffs, you know, I ceased to do any podcast, but kind of cut it off. But this year it's good to have you here. It's good to talk about it and uh, get your perspective on, on things going forward. Well, I'm, I'm still very excited going forward. It's still very exciting, you know, watching who, who's going to win. And, I mean, it's kind of a second little Super Bowl for us that, you know, even if your favorite team isn't in it, you still watch it. You're still interested, you know. You yeah. still want to know who won and, and rooting for someone one way or another. And, you know, I think, uh, like you said, uh, I think it was a few podcasts ago, I think this is going to be a much better league once everybody has at least one ship under their belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we'll see how long that takes. We you never know, um, but let's 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 move into a, a different uh, perspective. You know, right now let's let's talk about busts and diamonds. 
Okay, I'm sure you have a, a few busts from your own team that you'd like to add to this list, but uh, we'll talk about busts diamonds for from throughout uh, the fantasy regular season. Let's start with diamonds. Okay, these are people not so much, uh, you know, that were drafted in the second, third round, fourth round that over uh, overachieved as far as their draft status, but people who are not really on people's radars uh, preseason that uh, wound up doing great. So let's start with number one, Justin Herbert. I drafted him in the 11th round. He is 10th in points. Uh, is this a guy that you think is going to be a first rounder next year? Um, <clears throat> I think he will be a first rounder, but I think he's going to end up scoring more like a turn quarterback. Uh, I just, I, I know he's been amazing. He's on my team. I love him. He's got a strong arm. He's got a lot of talent. It comes down to the offseason for me. It, he's He better get an offensive-minded coach. He better get somebody that's not going to have – basically not have him ready for two-minute drills. Like, I've never seen him ready for a two-minute drill. And the guy's an amazing quarterback. And it's just like, dude, just give this guy some fucking help. So if they don't give him any help, I, I, I worry about him having a sophomore slump. So is is there any relationship between you having an offseason and your – you know, your best player being Justin Herbert uh, to finish up the year. Is there any relationship there where it's like, nah, I don't want to do that. Not going to jump on that train again. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I still find, I still find nuggets and I still find guys that are consistent. Like I still mm -hmm. love Claypool. I feel like he's, he's a diamond this year. Um, oh yeah. Especially since Juju will not be back with the Steelers next year. So you think I mean, really? that, he's, he's on a contract year. They're not going to resign him. They have so many good wide receivers. Why would you pay him the kind of money he's going to try to demand in the offseason? Mm. You know, yeah. like you got Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Claypool, and guess what? We could draft another guy in the fucking third round. And it doesn't fucking matter. Juju, you're nice and all, but unless you want to take a huge pay cut, which you won't, it's it's the end of the road. And sadly, Bud Dupree was on the same same road, and I was rooting for Bud Dupree. Maybe they can sign him cheap now, but we'll see. Yeah. It, Juju would look good in uh, Texans blue. Just throwing that out there. That would be nice. That would be yeah, nice. Lots of would, some help. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, second on this diamond list, Justin Jefferson, uh, who was undrafted. We did not uh, pick Justin draft uh, Justin Jefferson in the draft. Uh, you know, there's this stigma about rookie wide receivers that they never perform up to snuff. Uh, you know, Justin Jefferson came out and he's fourth in wide receiver points currently, and it's really blown the league away uh, competing with Justin Herbert for that rookie of the year spot. Uh, what round do you think Justin Jefferson goes in next year? I bet he goes pretty high. Uh, maybe third or fourth round. Yeah. I mean, he's up there in points. It's crazy. And as a rookie, so like you'd have to think maybe he only keeps getting better. I, I worry about the, that, though, like personally, because to me, when you have a great rookie season, a lot of that is the other team not respecting you week to week. And then the next season, everybody goes, all right, we really got to key, key in on this guy. We've got to put two guys on him. And then you start to see if they're really going to develop or not. I do hope that somebody takes him too high and he doesn't, he doesn't work out, though, yeah. Hey, quick question. Thielen or Jefferson? I'm for next year. I'm going yeah. Thielen because I you bet next Thielen? year Jefferson all the attention and Thielen. But at the same time, I never go Vikings quarterback, uh, Viking receivers. I just I hate Vikings quarterbacks. I don't like every time I look at them. I'm just like, 
yeah, like you might be all right for a little bit, but I just, you're going to like crumble at some point. I feel like it, betting, it's like betting on Bears QBs. Like, mm. Yeah, for a long time they they had, uh, you know, a string of guys that they, they marched out there that weren't very good. You know, ever since Brett Favre, yep. they've kind of been looking for that that one guy uh, to come in there and, and kill it. Kirk Cousins, you know, he's having quietly a decent year. I know he's ugly to look at and we don't like to have him on our team. And there were some weeks where you're like, good Lord, I'd have to, I'd love anyway, but Kirk cousins, I believe Max or somebody went out and traded for a quarterback just so they didn't have to start Kirk cousins every week, <laughs> but kept Kirk cousins, but he kept Kirk cousins. He's done a lot better since then. Uh, you know, it's hard to <laughs> since not, he, since he doesn't have to start. Kirk. <laughs> he's got the best running back behind him in the league and he's got two of the best receivers in the league. So it's really hard to fuck that up. But anyway, um, well, I, then why isn't he better? You're right. I, why, why isn't he better? better? I don't know. Uh, he makes a lot of mistakes. He stalls on drives. And he's had some really, really rough weeks. The Vikings have really come out and shit the bed against teams that they shouldn't shit the bed against. So uh, let's keep it rolling, though. Number three, uh, people might be calling me a homer, Jason Sanders, undrafted. I know we do a kicker pod every year. Uh, he was somebody way down there, uh, you know, not somebody that we really – looked at as uh you know somebody that was really good he was wasn't ranked in my top kickers uh you know i've said every year multiple times the guy that doesn't miss i don't care how many field goals you you make the guy that doesn't miss is my kicker the kicker i like uh he's missed one from 40 to 49 he leads the league or he's tied for the league lead in 50 plus yarders and 40 plus yarders sanders having a year um you know, usually the first kicker off the board is not the first kicker off the board uh, in in drafts. Is it Sanders or Tucker next year? You have to understand, though, is like Tucker's been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Every year he's got he's got he's up there. He's top three, at least, because not only does he have the talent, a lot of guys have the talent and have the leg. You need more than that. You need a coach that believes in you, that isn't going to go for it on fourth and three instead of kicking it, that isn't going to punt it instead of letting you have a chance. That, And you still need a good enough offense to get in, get in the opposing team's field without getting into the red zone or scoring. So it's like it's such a delicate balance. So that's why every year – there's, you know, it's kind of shuffled. Tucker's always up there just because he's so fucking good, and he's and he always has hardball. Right. Other guys have, you know, change of head coach, and some guy, new guy comes in, and he's like, "Fuck, I might get fired this year, so go for it every time." And it's just like, and you're fucked, and you're just like, because I even, I even watch that my game against Clay is he has Blankenship, who's a great fucking uh, kicker, but they yeah. went for it on fourth down like four times in the game instead of kicking it. He must have been sitting there pulling his hair out. I was like, oh, thank God, this coach is an idiot. <laughs> Well, so, yeah, that's what bugs me about Bucker too, is that, you know, if it's fourth and four on any side of the field uh, it, for the Chiefs, they're going to let Mahomes go for it. I mean, if you have a kicker with a good quarterback, a quarterback yeah. that, that is solid, um, you know, a lot of times they're going to pass on the kicker to try to get that extra four points. Sanders doesn't really have that. The Dolphins are more of a defensive, uh, you know, control the clock and uh, get some teams. special teams. And so Sanders come out and scored a lot of points this year, uh, you yeah. know, to my to my success. So 
uh, yeah, I'm again, a very big diamond. Let's keep it going. Antonio Gibson drafted in the 19th round. So it's not like somebody that we didn't draft. Um, but Michael draft him as a kind of reach hope, uh, third running back, maybe fourth running back type of guy. He's sixth in running back points. I know he got a, he, he has turf toe right now. Um, so he may miss some time. But what do you think, Antonio Gibson? Where does he slide in next year? As, he, he's a pretty talented guy, and you know, I was I was pretty scared of him in the last game against the Steelers, but he went out early. Uh, not that it made too big of a difference, but I think he probably would have had a few big plays in that game because I've heard amazing things. I haven't watched him play too much, but I've seen some highlights, and he's very talented. And the biggest thing he has going for him is if Alex Smith is still the quarterback, who do you think Alex Smith likes to throw to every single play? I'm going to pretend to throw it deep and drop check and down. dump it off and check, check down. down and check yeah. down and check down and check down. So Antonio Gibson probably has like 60 catches already just because yeah. Alex Smith refuses to actually throw to a wide receiver, which is the Alex Smith we all knew with the Chiefs was just Mr. Checkdown. That's the whole right. reason they went out and got Mahomes. Right. Um, the, the thing with Alex Smith is it's interesting because he's going to be comeback player of the year. Um, he's had a great year i mean i I'll, i won't say great i can only I mean, have one qb that's had a better year well they they're they're <laughs> they're tied for first place okay and alex smith is obviously they the best it. quarterback on his team but if you're the football team next year you gotta think they're gonna search for a quarterback in the future right they've got so much talent chase young Terry McLaurin, uh, Antonio Gibson now is a solid running back. Uh, you know they've they have to trade up in the draft to do that, or do an off or do it in uh, do it in free agency. Which is, I mean, Stafford might be leaving the Lions. Yeah, but you bring in Stafford. I don't. I mean, maybe, maybe I don't know. Well, I, don't, I mean, you don't think Alex Smith is a long term answer? No, no, I don't think yeah, Alex Smith was uh, the first round pick. In God, was it? It was with Aaron Rodgers. It was 2005? 2005, 2006 or something? Yeah. I, let me look real quick. I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, he was. I mean, Ben 2005. was drafted. He was the first overall pick in 2005. You got to think, man, he's in his late 30s. No, he's not the quarterback of the future. Um, and his leg has been broken all, all different ways. He's doing great. I'm really happy for Alex Smith. Um, but obviously, Haskins is not the answer. Uh, Kyle Allen's not the answer. So obviously, they got to go get somebody, as sad as it is. Uh, and, and so we'll, we'll just see. If Alex Smith is a starter next year, you know, he's a he third, fourth-round guy. He's a third or fourth-round guy. I mean, I'm sure he will be at, at some point, you know, maybe the first couple weeks or uh, maybe in the whole year. I don't know. But um, – but yeah, you know, it, it with that with the talent around him, Washington football team looks like they could be a, a leader in that division for for uh, for years to come. Compete with the Cowboys. That's not saying much, but I think Alex Smith does stay there for at least one more year because you know what? It's the best publicity they've had in a long time. <laughs> I think the best think publicity they got was when they when they went to football team and they fired everybody. Even that was a cop. Everybody was like, wow, you couldn't think of anything less racist than Redskins, so you just went with no name? Congratulations. Hey, but we're all sitting here and, uh, you know, 
we're all it's calling them football team, and we've forgotten about that. You know, WFT. I don't forget about until they pick a new name. When, right. they, when they pick a new name and grow a pair of fucking balls, then I'll I'll forget that they're the Redskins. Till then, they'll always be the Redskins. Yeah, I'm excited to see what their new name is. But anyway, let's let's keep it going to the fifth diamond, and this one's pretty obvious. James Robinson. He was undrafted. Uh, Trevor picked him up. Uh, the week after the draft because there was all this shuffle. Fournette got released. Uh, one of the other running backs got COVID. Uh, Ryquel Armstead, who was supposed to take over, got COVID. And now James Robinson is solid. I mean, solidified as like a second-round pick next year, maybe even a first-round pick next year. Uh, he's fourth in running back points. He can do it out of the backfield. He can do it out of the uh, on the ground. Um, let's just for uh, for fun – Let's just say they they tank for Trevor. The Jets win a few games, and Trevor Lawrence goes to the Jags. Um, where do you draft James Robinson? Uh, you know, it, it's it's really more than the quarterback situation for me. It's more about the fact that it's the Jags because James Robinson's an amazing running back, and that's his biggest problem is that he's on the Jaguars. So. At halftime, they're down by 20 points, and they go, oh, we can't run the ball anymore, even though he's the best guy on their offense. And all of a sudden, he becomes a ghost. And it's like, if you want to have any chance, you have to go through him. So it's it's their ineptitude to stick to the run game, I think, sometimes that really hurts them uh, due to their poor defense. Uh, even with uh, with Trevor Lawrence, say Trevor Lawrence next year, I think James Robinson's is a second-round guy. He's yeah. he's up there, right? He's he's really up there for me, especially he's, if you start seeing running backs go off the board. And yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean he's good. He's 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 real good. Uh, he's really. Uh, good. You think about you the, watch him play. Just watch him play. He reminds me of MGD MJD, MJD when I watch him play. Yeah, especially in the Jaguars uniform. Fred Taylor, MJD. I mean, these guys have a history of being having good running backs in the past, and it's been a little bit. Um, but you know, I I think James Robinson's a a, a winner. I think he's going to be good next year. Let's get into busts. These are people who didn't necessarily get injured. Okay, we don't want to include people who got injured on this list. You know, Dak is not a bust. Uh, it was unfortunate that he went down. He was having a record year prior to yeah. that. He probably would have been MVP. Terrible to see. Uh huh. Um, but we want to include people who have played every game or most games at their position and really haven't stood up to that draft value, really disappointed their owners. We'll start with Lamar Jackson. Cause made the playoffs, took this guy second overall. And this was called by most fantasy pundits across the board. Uh, you know, and I don't want to say also myself, but yeah, I said that he, there's no way he could reach that pinnacle that he reached last year. He was taken second overall. Right now, he's he's not terrible. 13th in points. Um, is Lamar Jackson a lottery guy next year? Ooh, that's tough. You know, that would I'd have to come down to the manager. Like, if somebody just really believes in him. Because... Well, you're in the lottery. Really, Do you believe yeah, in him? Yeah, oh, I mean, I'm not fucking taking him. <laughs> but I mean that that could that be based on this just being a Steelers fan in general. Granted, I drafted Tom Brady in the first round before, and that was something I never thought I would do. 
Um, and he shit the bed for me. So I'm just like, God, I'm going to hate you and I'm going to be on my fucking team and you're going to suck too. So yeah, I'm definitely never doing that again. So, but to me, Lamar Jackson, it, okay. Yeah. He was healthy, but his offensive line wasn't healthy. So, and that was the biggest thing was last year. They could run the ball against anybody. And basically if you can run the ball against anybody and you have running quarterback, you can do whatever you want. If you think back in the day, I think, what was it? Uh, 2008 when Chris Johnson had 2000 yards, the whole reason Chris Johnson had 2,000 yards was because every backside linebacker had to wait to see if Vince Young was going to keep the ball and run it. Vince Young was running a lot too, and that's the right. whole reason they could run. And so this is the same thing. is like, okay, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins can look good because the other linebacker and somebody has to always stay and watch Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and what happened the running backs. With, yeah, exactly. So what happened last night with Dallas, they didn't watch Lamar Jackson at all and literally just ran free. So I mean, they got some guys healthy back right now. He could do bit, he could do better at finish out the season and help his draft pick next next year. I think he's I think he's on the cusp of a lottery pick. Near maybe he's somewhere in the middle of the first round. Yeah, yeah. It, you know what? I think that uh, somebody right there, uh, you know, five six, probably is going to take him. Uh, and if not, then somebody's going to gift get a gift at seven eight nine. I mean, this guy is literally a walking two pass touchdown two run touchdown uh week so every week um and he's he's one of those guys that uh you know we talk about Mahomes being matchup proof where he could face the best pass defense in the league and you still start him confidently um Lamar Jackson same thing you're facing a good run de- defense they may be a good run defense but how do they defend against a running back and a running quarterback it's just a little bit. Different. It's a different scheme. It's a different scheme every time, and and he's he's smart enough to not get hurt. That's the biggest thing because it's like unlike RG three, who is his backup, who played in Washington, who's actually a little bit taller and bigger guy than him. He wasn't smart enough to get down or get out of bounds a lot of times. I used to watch him fight for an extra yard that did not matter at all for no reason and take a big hit. And I'm just like, all right, and he they end up getting hurt a lot. Lamar Jackson doesn't do that, and that's all the right. biggest thing. He's also 10 years older, but, but yeah. No, but I'm talking about when, when RG3 was in his prime. That's, right. that's how he played, and that's why he didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. It's because he'd be like, it, you know, it, they'd be like between the 20s. Like, it didn't matter. It's like he was going to score a touchdown or something. And he'd, take, he'd shoulder on a, a linebacker, and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You need, you're more important than that. You, you need to realize that. And if you don't, then you're not more important than that, and you're fucking done. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's keep going on these bus. You know, a lot of people are going to recognize these names. Uh, let's see if you recognize this next one. Matt Ryan is taking ninth overall. He's 15th in points. He's being outscored by two running backs and a wide receiver this year. Where's and, Matt? And uh, Herbert. And Herbert. Where's Matt Ryan to you? Yeah, good, good, good placement on that. But, uh, you know, it's... What's the future of Matt Ryan? He's a turn. He's a he's a turn quarterback for me now. You know, he was a first round quarterback for a long time. He's a turn quarterback now. That and and this and then this year will depend on where he goes from there. He could be an amazing turn quarterback for someone because if you look at his years, you know, year to year, he had a lot. It was terrible, amazing, terrible, amazing, terrible, amazing, and I, and twenty nineteen was terrible. So I was like, man, twenty twenty is going to be the year. It wasn't. So maybe 2021 will be the year for someone. I think he's going to be a solid turn quarterback for somebody in the end of the second round, beginning of the third. 
You know, in 2021 and even going into the playoffs here, I've really tried to break down a more statistical analysis of uh, quarterback to receiver relationships. Uh, How are these uh, receivers getting these points and the running backs doing so terribly? Um, And you got Julio Jones. You got Calvin Ridley. Um, you've even got Russell Gage there, and they're they're doing decent. They're all ownable. They're all good receivers. Yet Matt Ryan is uh, a pile. Terrible. He's terrible. So you know what's going on here? It's the sacks. It's the interceptions. It's the it's the bogged down drives. Um, yeah, it's hard to say, but the way we treated Jay Cutler for so long, uh, you know, you took Jay Cutler at the turn. And you, he was the borderline quarterback one, quarterback two. Um, Matt Ryan might be that. Matt, Matt Ryan right now is acting like he is a middle to late second round quarterback. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is looking like he's a better quarterback than him right now. So it's tough to see yeah. because, yeah. you know, I remember Boston College, Matt Ryan. I remember him coming out. I remember him being the guy that's br- going to bring the Falcons back from Mike Vick. That's how old he is. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Mike Vick dog scandal, after that, it was Schaub, and it was a bunch of garbage, and the Falcons were in the, the dumps. They tanked a year, got Matt Ryan, and he was going to just bring him back. And now, I mean, it's 2020. We're talking about 13, 14 years later. Uh, That's not a big deal. You can play quarterback for a long time in this league if you play it right. Yeah, you got Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. It's very, very few and far between. Big men. Yes, uh, age regression is a is a thing, um, you know. And Matt Ryan just, I don't know. I guess his style does is not conducive to uh, getting the ball away quick. You know. So He's, so do you, I mean I I understand because it's like Matt Ryan is one of those guys to me that like you can't just look at the numbers at him you have to watch him play to really understand what's wrong because you think like yeah like you were saying you know back in the day and all these weapons and he's got a big arm it's something about his decision making and his confidence do you think he's still with the Falcons next year? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I and I think that if he he might go the way of Wentz, um. Next year, meaning he could be benched. Uh, you know, they start. Do they draft a quarterback like first or second round? Uh, because that's what happened. That's the only reason Wentz is getting benched is because they did draft a quarterback in the second round. So. I don't think that's the only reason Wentz is getting benched. I, I well, think, no, I don't think I mean, they, they think have, Hurts they had to have a viable option. It, it like it started the the chance and whispers really early when you draft Hurts in the second round. If you do as but bad as Wentz has. You kind of just and the and the season's kind of going in the shitter, so if you kind of just look pa- at the second the Packers guy. Did the same thing. The Packers did the same thing, but obviously Rodgers is not regressing due to his age. So, you know, because they drafted uh, Love in the second round or whatever. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. I'm just saying they, they they were kind of thinking the same thing, like, oh, what if you know we end up in a Wentz situation now? And they're like, obviously not, but. It, it always – even those whispers were there for, for Rodgers. And, I mean, fuck, obviously Rodgers on another level than, than Wentz's. But when you do that, then it's always going to bring in that discussion. If you had some, you know, 
back up nobody. That's not going to happen until you are playing this bad. But right. it doesn't help. A quarter, it doesn't help a quarterback's confidence, though. Like I think that hurt Wentz as much as all the injuries did. Yeah, I, but the the thing is, you know, I think Matt Ryan next year is given all the opportunities in the world to go out there and be a successful quarterback. And as long as he doesn't fuck up, he is the quarterback for the Falcons for the entirety of 2021. Um, do I think they go and draft a quarterback high? No, I don't. I don't really think they do. Uh, but you know, I would be surprised to see them bring in a viable backup uh, for Matt Ryan and, and kind of you know, play around with the idea that, you know, if you don't do well, we're going to start this guy and then we'll start looking for a new one. So um, we'll see, but obviously Matt Ryan is not a first round pick next year. And if he is a first round pick, then you, you believe yeah. in, in uh, not only the opposite of age regression, but also, uh, you know, a serious, bounce back here but let's keep this rolling here uh clyde edwards lair second running back taken overall he's 16th in running back points is this clyde edwards hilaire's fault or is this just the chiefs running backs in general no it's it's not clyde edwards hilaire's fault at all i think clyde edwards hilaire might be the second most talented running back in the league but you might not ever find out because Mahomes is the most talented quarterback in the league. And every time you watch them play, guess what? He's not Alex Smith. He's not going to fucking check it down. He goes, you know what? I'm a quarterback. I fucking throw the ball. So I'm going to fucking throw it 50 yards because I can. And he does. And it's amazing. And that's what people pay to see. And Clyde Edwards-Slayer is going down there going like, yeah, I'm really good too. Cool. And they go and they high-five some in the end zone and goes, yeah, that was a sweet touchdown. And that's what you'll watch him do most of the season. And maybe in the second half, they'll, you know, run it a little bit. But the Chiefs' defense sucks enough that it'll usually be close, so they can't just run it all the time. So he'll get some points, but it'll never be that not, – not at where he was taken this year. He's more of a solid fourth-round running back. He's running back, too. He's running back, Yeah, two. he's running back, too. He's a solid running back, too, exactly. Yeah. And the reason is because they disappear. That, that's just a team yeah. game flow thing. Um, I've seen the Chiefs be up by less than a touchdown in the fourth quarter with three minutes left and try to pass it to get first downs. Uh, they're running the clock by passing it uh, yeah. because they can complete passes. When you Who do you trust more? Yeah. I mean, when you drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the, the reason that he got so much hype is because LSU went and won – the national championship and he was one of the stars of that national championship team and now he's going to the uh the team that won the super bowl and the starter that was supposed to start in front of him uh is out with covid so or opted out of the season so the the thing that we overlooked or that you know maybe max overlooked maybe cause overlooked um is that the the Chiefs just don't run the ball very much. They do not give 20 touches to running backs in a game. And if they do, it's two, two or three running backs. Daryl Williams is going to get his. Darwin Thompson got his, you know, whatever. Uh, so Wide receivers get runs, too. That's the other thing. Right. It's like you'll have wide receiver on, uh, on a motion get the ball, and they'll count that as a run, but it's like your, your running back didn't fucking get it. <laughs> Kelsey, Kelsey ran it. Um, yeah, exactly. 
So there's just so <laughs> many different plays, and it's just really hard to say, okay, I can count on this guy for 10 points every week because there's sometimes where he could rush six times for 20 yards and catch two balls for 14 yards. That's not a running back that you want to start every week. Um, it'll be interesting to see. But to me, he's a running back too. It, I, would I have him on my team? Absolutely. I'd, I'd love to have Clyde Edwards Hilaire on my love team it. because I'm sure he'll have blow-up games where he'll have 20, 30 points. Um, but he's not a guy you can depend on. He's just not dependable. Uh, fourth, this guy's obvious. Carson Wentz, first-round pick, 23rd in points. He's lowest in by HB who's played all of his games. So all quarterbacks who have started every game, Wentz is last, dead last. I know Chase kind of is going to – he's going to look back at this season and he's going to look at it as a Wentz season. Uh, and this is why he, he didn't make the playoffs. Uh, the Eagles <sighs> too. <laughs> so, yeah, the Eagles too. You know, they got a whole franchise of billions of dollars running on it. Somebody's going to be a little pissed off about it, basically. They're going, well, we thought we had a franchise quarterback. I got two quick questions right. for you. Two quick questions. Wentz, if he's the quarterback for the Eagles next year, where do you take him? And B, do you think he's the quarterback for the Eagles next year? Okay, so A, if he is the quarterback of the Eagles next year, he, for me, would be a QB3 option because he's a guy that is either my QB3 and I already have two solid QB uh, QBs ahead of him, or you have to draft him in his backup, and it's only if you waited long in the draft and punted like Riggs did last year or something, and all of a sudden you're scrambling and going, fuck, I have to draft the Eagles quarterbacks. <laughs> not in the position you want to be in. Right. Just like the Eagles don't want to be in that position next year, because I don't think he'll be starting for the Eagles next year. I think – he'll be lucky to be starting for an NFL team next year. If not, he's backing someone up. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think there's any time in fantasy forever till the end of time that I'm going to touch uh, Carson yeah. Wentz. I don't think you were – I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head if there's anybody that looked like the way Wentz does that bounced back to be a viable fantasy quarterback. Yeah. Um, somebody that you could really count on. You know, you look at hey. some people that we drafted in the first round. Did Ben ever look like this? Uh, you know, did Tom Brady ever look like this? Did uh, you know Lamar Jackson, Herbert. Patrick Mahomes? Did Russell Wilson ever look like this? Did Mahomes? No, none of these people look like this. Uh, what what they look what he looks like now is is a clown who can't make good decisions. Um, you know, he, he, you when. Uh, Hertz came in and immediately looked downfield and caught Rager on his first throw. And then uh, immediately started running the ball, which is all, mostly of what he's going to do. So. Which is fine. Whatever. Right. I don't which think Hertz is a good quarterback yeah. either. No, I, I, don't I don't think, think Hertz is it. But what Wentz did, and it's almost like same thing with Matt Ryan, is he danced around the pocket and he looked for that downfield throw and then he like rolls out but not to run just to like get some more time. And then he ends up throwing the ball away or throwing the ball, you know, safe it hit the ground or over, you know, out of bounds. And it just happened so many times that they couldn't move the ball. Um, you look at like Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, 
they if they roll out, they find somebody. There's somebody open. He's not finding them. Us at home, Tony Romo announcing is finding them. He sees them. We see them. Wince does not see them. So I think it's just he's worried about the rush. He's worried about the rush. He doesn't. He has no pocket presence. Yeah, uh, that's why he doesn't move well in the pocket. He moves into sacks. He he's worried about the rush when it's not even there. He he he's trying to throw a ball so hard sometimes he throws it into the dirt because he's just trying to get rid of it. Uh, he, he's got all sorts of like it's like a nervous tick almost, and it and it's it's affecting every single part of his game. He he needs to like sit for a year basically and just and just kind of get get rid of the yips and and uh, you know and get back to maybe who he was before. I personally don't think he's ever been the same since he uh, had that uh, season-ending injury when they won the Super Bowl with uh, Nick Foles instead. I think after that, his game has changed. And that's how I felt about Derek Carr for a long time. Until this year, Derek Carr's been playing a lot lot better. Yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, Wentz is is probably a no-go in either of our books. You know, know, condolences to Chase. That was not a good selection. Well, those, hey, that, I, I, I'm putting this on Matt Ryan. This is my Matt Ryan year. Yeah, man. You're, uh, I guess. You, you never trade, ah, You ah, traded ah. Matt Ryan halfway <laughs> through the year. And Who he, did you trade uh, uh, Justin Herbert for? What did you get for, in that trade again? I'm just uh, Michael Thomas and I think just Michael Thomas. I traded okay. Michael Thomas for um, – uh, who did I trade Michael Thomas for? Back like Godwin and a bunch of people, and then I traded Godwin away for Wagner and some others. It was a chain, but honestly, if you looked at even the chain, I mean, I could give it to you. Uh, you know, in a long well, I mean, line. do you regret it though? I mean, do you, would yeah, you, yeah, would you rather have Herbert right now going into yeah. the playoffs? You had Mahomes and Herbert. Yeah, Mahomes and Herbert. I'm I'm the favorite for sure. Mahomes and Herbert. I'm the favorite, and uh, I'm just just wondering. And I'm wondering one other question: Would you, if I offered you Ryan Tannehill and Christian McCaffrey for Mahomes right now, would you take it? No. Okay. The the but the but the the reasoning behind that, and you got to add Kareem Hunt. I don't don't need any reason. You got to add Kareem Hunt. You can't just say that the trade was just for uh, McCaffrey and Tannehill. It was Cream Hunt as well, and I think it wasn't Tannehill. It was Stafford. Um, but no, I, I I wouldn't do that. And I mean, that's why I made the trade. But you know, we're that's that's we're neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there because Danny is obviously the best team right now in the playoffs. Um, but let's keep it keep it rolling here. Last bust. Last part of the segment, Cam Newton. Okay, he's missed one game due to COVID, and he only has seven more points than Wentz. Um, what what's the Patriots? What's what's Cam Newton? Is he is he a, a fantasy viable player? No, I, I think it's like he's a QB three option again for me. Like I, I think it. He's been lucky that the Patriots have had no better options than him this year, basically. Because I feel like on any other team, he probably would have been benched. But they're like, fuck, our backup is so much worse than Cam Newton somehow. So, And he, you know, he might get a few starts next year, but I don't, it, it really depends on Patriots offseason. Because didn't he sign a one-year deal? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's so, – it, it's literally like, what can you do for yeah. us? 
Uh, I mean, do you think they re-signed him? No. So the first two weeks, we like watched Cam Newton, and we're like, Cam Newton's back. You know, he faced Miami, scored twenty-five points. It's like, eh. And then he faced Seattle, and he scored thirty-eight points. We're like, wow. Okay, so Cam Newton's back. All right. Since then, he has three weeks below twenty, and two yeah. negative weeks. And he's just, it's just you know not, why? he can't throw. He's just not a, he. Well, yeah, he was never trying to throw. He was never a thrower. He was never that. He was a runner and he didn't try to avoid tackles. He always tried to run people over. And guess what? The more you try to do that, the more you're going to get hurt. And he's fucking old now. So I was like, yeah, first two, three games, yeah, he might look good. But after that, he's just going to slow down. He's going to slow down more. He's going to get hurt. And he slow down more. And then that's it. And it's fucking over. I mean, he was, he was drafted in 2011. I, I know, we're getting old, okay? But next year, he'll be 10 years from the time that he he uh, he got drafted. So, you know, it's... Exactly. It, when, do you remember uh, Byron Leftwich when he used to throw? And it was almost like cringeworthy. Cause he yeah, had well, he would swing it down by his ankles and do a big windmill. Yeah, and no, a lot of times he gets chopped halfway through and it'd be a fumble. Yeah. And then sometimes he'd just overthrow. It was just not good. Um, yeah, Cam kind of reminds me of that. Whenever he winds up to throw, and he like throws it, it just doesn't. It looks terrible. The um, worst comparison. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but that's kind yeah, of no, what it like, looks that's like. All, like that's insulting. Like if I was that quarterback, I'd be like, "Oh my god, how dare you, Byron Leftwich, <laughs> you son of a bitch!" Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but seriously, like, when he winds up to throw, and it's almost like, oh, the like when you're watching the game before it even leaves his hand, you're like, Oh, that's not going to, that's not good. That's it's not going to make it. That's incomplete. <laughs> and it does. It, it's like that's it. before him. And the receiver just like walks off the field because it's like, that was third down. And it's so just, just shaking his head. Just going. <sighs> yeah. And Cam's just like, Oh, he's on the sideline with his braids. It's like, Oh damn. But you know, Cam has been successful on the ground. I mean, he's a two rushing touchdown guy, but it's, I don't want a quarterback like that. I want a quarterback you can't that's do it consistent. All yeah, 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 exactly. But, but that's what I'm saying about, like, when you talk about when he was drafted, if you're doing that for that long, you can't do it. That's why the guys that were drafted five, six, seven years before him are still doing it at a high level because they're not trying to put their body in harm's way. Now, I don't want a quarterback that's putting his body in harm's way. I want a quarterback that's getting rid of the ball and putting in the ball in the hands of playmakers that are going to do do the work for him. Because guess what? You're more important than that. You have multiple playmakers that can be re, that can be replaced by other people. But if you go down, your team's only as good as your second QB, and that's usually really fucking shitty. Yeah. And it, you know, in a year where Joe Burrow went down, Prescott's gone down. Uh, yeah. You know, it, these are. You don't want a quarterback center. There's been other people that have uh, that have gone down, you know, for for other teams and sent people scrambling for quarterbacks. You don't want a quarterback that's going to get injured. You don't want a quarterback that's going to put himself in harm's way. Um, it's and, it's about percentages, you know. It's about right. you know how yeah exactly what you said, just putting themselves in harm's way more often than not, and more more often than they need to. It's it's yeah. one of the biggest. Uh, one of the biggest reasons that I drafted Rivers and 
Mahomes is I couldn't see them going down. And I know Rivers has a foot problem, but that foot problem is just because Rivers is goddamn old. Uh, I don't think it has much to do with his physical assertion in the, in the, on the field. Uh, Mahomes isn't going down because he's getting rid of the ball and he's just an amazing football player. Uh, and if he did, my season would be over. So um, anyway, so, you know, when you, when you draft a quarterback, just and this is just future advice. Can you picture him going down? You know, we didn't want Dak to go down. Could I picture him going down? Absolutely. Uh, we didn't want Joe Burrow to go down. Did I picture him going down? Probably not, but he did. Even um, like right now, ever since Kyler Murray had a shoulder injury, you watch him play, and it's like he's second guessing things about running or not. And now it's like his game has changed since then. The thing about Kyler like, Murray is, though, he slides. He slides. He gets down. He gets down a lot, and he doesn't get sacked no, that he, much. He throws the ball he away. Is smart, but like I'm saying, he got that one big hit now, and it's like it's changed his game a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you just don't want that. All right, well, we've packed this episode full of uh, talking about next year's draft, but let me let me just – before we get into the matchups, and I know everybody's waiting on these matchups, uh, these playoff matchups, or at least the playoff people are, uh, let me get you into next year's draft. Who's the lottery pick? I know you just ended yesterday, but who's lottery pick? Give me six guys. Six guys. Six guys, eh? I mean, whew, you got. I mean, obviously you got Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You got. I, I mean, I still, I still like uh, Rogers up there. I like. You do. I like Russ. Do you think yeah, Rogers is a lottery guy? I think I think he's a top five lottery guy for sure. So you I, saw, I you saw the regression of Tom Brady. Okay, Tom. I mean, not that much. He's but uh, but the regression on Tom Brady was because he went to a new new team, new system with no off season. That was the regression. Right. Rodgers is in the same system, unless Rodgers left the team for some reason. Uh, like. I think they'll probably have a decent offseason because I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, who knows? They might. They have a chance. But I think they, they need a little bit more on defense, and I think they try to add a little bit more next year and try to go for broke, basically. Yeah. I mean, he's second in points right now. It's not that far-fetched. Oh, somebody's going to take him. I, 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 it's just, you know, and I'm not going to be in the lottery, but maybe. I, but, I think uh, to me right now, it, it, I mean, it goes Mahomes, Rodgers, Watson, Wilson, and then the fifth one's a, a toss-up, maybe a Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson. Hmm. Uh, You're not mentioning Josh hmm. Allen. Josh Allen's not there for you. Jo- Josh Allen still depends on the end of the year. I think I was going to say maybe Josh Allen and that fifth one too. It's just tough because like, as good as Josh Allen is, is and as great as his numbers are, you still – don't see as many of those big time highlights. And I don't know, like he doesn't get as many of those primetime games as other guys, because I still feel like those other guys just on name recognition will probably get drafted higher than him. Um, and, and he's up there. He's up there. And they're not, they're all a little close right there, but what about uh, Herbert Josh Allen is more on the fifth and Herbert is probably six or seven. Um, mm. You know, and then it starts. And for me after that, that's, like, I hated drafting. I think I, think I drafted, like, 10th last year. Mm-hmm. It, and I was sitting there going, oh, God, I have to get a quarterback. And I picked Matt Ryan. And I and I felt a little sick to my stomach as soon as I did it. I was like, I don't 
this is a good. This isn't going to be a good year. You know, it's and, funny. It's funny because uh, you look at you look at fancy certain ways. You know, uh, Tannehill is going to be somebody's first round pick next year. Uh, he has three hundred. Yeah, they probably have the same feeling I had last year when I drafted Matt Ryan. But, but going, Tannehill had more than Tannehill was a sexy pick because he didn't turn the ball over and he led the Tennessee to a really strong end of the year where they went to the NFC cha- or AFC Championship. So remember that. Remember that. Tell tell the person that drafts Tannehill in the first round next year that's a sexy pick. Okay, he and has more points than Brady, more points yeah. than Rossberger, you know, more points than Lamar Jackson. Uh, so. But it's going to be somebody's, you know, and I know I, I hear what you're saying. I get it. Uh, but, I mean, that's what we're talking about next year. I think what happened this year is we talked about the um, the lottery, and we were like, oh, okay, McCaffrey's in there because McCaffrey was a monster. Um, and then we've got a solid top three or four, and then it's like anybody's guess. Right now? I think there's like a solid like eight that are up there that it's like, okay, all right. I can take this guy or this guy or this guy and still be okay. Um, you think Brady's still up there? That's, that's the thing. I think Brady's not even in those eight. I think Brady's like a nine or a 10. Um, Brady's going to be 44. Uh, so it's, it's prime. <laughs> so it's like one of those, it's just like, ugh. Uh, it, it's, it's so interesting. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun, but anyway, let's, let's get out of that. What are you drinking? I'm having a nice Tempranillo from Chile called La Finca from Cheddar Joe's. Okay. All right. Yourself? Uh, a little less classy, but a little bit more seasonal, uh, Shiner Cheer. Shiner oh, nice. Cheer. I love the seasonal Shiners. How is it? This is my first of the year. I love Shiner Cheer. I think it's the best Shiner. Um, I'm a, I'm middle of the road on Shiner. I'm not like a super fan, and I'm not like I hate it. Uh, it's it's a pretty good beer. Shiner Cheer, though, it just tastes like Christmas. Uh, it tastes mm-hmm. like holiday season. It tastes like the fantasy playoffs, which we're going to talk about right now uh, with these four matchups. You ready to get into this? Oh, I'm ready. I'm I'm pretty excited. Like I said, I wish I was in it, but you know, this is something I got to concentrate more on because this is. I feel like this really hurt me last year. Is I didn't really go into the end of the season putting my whole heart into it. So when I came to the beginning of the next season, I didn't know who was hot. I didn't know who was who. I was a little lost in some names here and there. And so I feel like the people that just kind of let this drop off that aren't paying attention right now are the, some of the ones that can really lose in the draft. Okay. Yeah. That's true. You're absolutely right. It's a good point. Um, but let's start. Oh, let's tough. let's get into this. Uh, let's start out with Cause versus Neil, the Poopy Two versus Disco Lemonade. And preemptively, I want to give you a little statistics about the history. Uh, there's not a lot of history. Cause has only been in the league two years, but Neil is two and zero against Cause all time. Cause has never beaten Neil. Um, having said that, who you got? I mean, just looking at the projections, which I know I always say I don't care about, but I mean, I think they're fairly accurate for this right uh, for this game. Uh, Disco Lemonade versus Poopy Two. You know, as much as 
everybody loves Poopy too. He's done a great job coming in the last couple of years. He's, uh, I think he's definitely uh, somebody that Scotty loved and definitely would always approve to run his team. Uh, Neil's been, uh, Neil, Neil's been wanting this for a long time. You know, he's, uh, it's been a long time coming for him. I mean, this, this might be his year. He's got a pretty solid team starting at the top with Kyler Murray at the Giants, which you better hope that it's not the same Giants team that came out and whooped Seattle's ass last week because that might be a problem for him. So, because his backup, the second QB and Drew Locke at Carolina, you can't really depend too much on him. Now, he did look pretty decent last week versus Kansas City, but that was a, a division game, so they, he knows them a lot better. Versus Carolina, he might not, especially going all the way to the East Coast. So he's got some bad matchups right there as QBs. Mm-hmm. Going across the way, Poopy 2, though, Jared Goff Thursday night versus New England. You never want a short night, short week versus in New England. And fucking Belichick, he doesn't play fucking Sean McVay's ga- games, man. He tells his boys, he goes, look, they're going to do motions. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Don't fucking pay attention to that shit. When they snap the ball, smack them in the fucking face, push them around and show them who's fucking boss. And they probably fucking will. Because when Jared Goff crumbles, he fucking falls like a little bitch. And he probably will on Thursday night. So I'm really sorry, Poopy 2. But Lamar Jackson versus Cleveland on Monday night, normally you like your quarterback on Monday night. because But Cleveland is playing some fucking ball right now. I expect that to be a, a mean game. Because if you watch that game versus Titans last week, they were not getting pushed around by anybody, especially not fucking Derrick Henry, who's a beast. And that's looking at Disco Lemonade right there, right now, on the other side of the ball, who probably watched that last week. So that's, you know, I, I don't, that's not good matchups for either one of them. I think that Disco Lemonade's quarterbacks take the edge a little bit just because they're not facing as mean a defenses as Poopy's are. And I don't like Poopy's quarterbacks in general, especially when they're facing pressure and or may have to pass. So you go into the running back, I'm um, going to the wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, Robert Woods, and Brian Ayuk. I mean, other than the matchup versus New England with Woods, but I still think you'll get some points and you'll be stealing play, uh, points from Goff. I like all of them. Go across uh, the way at Poopy 2, DK Metcalf, uh, Sterling Shepard, and, and Lizard Man. Uh, you know, it can be okay. DK Metcalf definitely do. He's been bad lately, and they're playing the Jets, so that's a great uh, great matchup. But I'd still give him Disco Eliminate the, uh, uh, the edge for wide receivers. Uh, going into the running backs, Derrick Henry at Jacksonville. I think he's due for a bounce-back game. And um, Ronald Jones second versus Minnesota. Defense isn't great, and he's been – Absolutely amazing when he's on the field. If they just get him the ball a few more times, he could really make a lot of plays. And looking across the way, we're talking about Clyde edwards Slayer, who we were just talking about can be a ghost sometimes just because the offense doesn't feed him the ball and it's just not uh, situated to, uh, to do that at all. He might still get some points, but he's not dependable. And then and Todd Gurley to back him up uh, with Atlanta. Again, Atlanta's problem is he's never going to – and they're not going to have – never going to have the lead, so he's never going to get the ball very much. So – Again, every position has gone to Disco Eliminate. As much as I think this is going to be a close matchup, I think I just think Disco Eliminate's edging him on every position battle so far. Evan Ingram, Mark Andrews. Andrews could edge Ingram, but then again, it's not enough at, after he's already lost in every position battle. Kickers, don't give a fuck. Poopy's got a nice defense. I'll give him that. If he's got a chance, his defense would have to score some fucking touchdowns because Kendricks is amazing. Simmons is pretty good. So is Davis. 
And Sorensen's been fucking getting a turnover or two every week. So that would be the only way I could see Poopy 2 winning, but I'm taking Disco Lemonade. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to disagree with you. I think that uh, Neil's team is trending in the wrong direction. Uh, we all saw it, or at least I saw it, that Neil is number one, 10 and 3. Very impressive getting double digit wins. That's not something to be ashamed of. But when your star quarterback is coming off the two worst games of his, uh, of his season, your second quarterback hasn't scored 20 points since week nine. Uh, you got issues. You got issues. Um, you know, Ayuk doesn't have a good matchup. I know he's scheduled 10.22. Um, you know, facing Washington, Washington's been frustrating on defense. They just have. Uh, the biggest strengths of Neil's team, Derrick Henry against Jacksonville on the road and Tyreek Hill against Miami. They have to ball out for him to uh, to win this week. Because I don't like his matchups anywhere else. I just don't. Golf against New England, I like it on a Thursday night. I think that Rams... You do? Yes. After yes. what they just did to Herbert? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I think Golf and the Rams come out with a different game plan, and they come out fighting. I think that defense is going to put him in a lot of good positions, and I think Golf's going to have a great night. Lamar Jackson, we saw Lamar Jackson renaissance coming back from COVID and all that. I think he plays Cleveland. I think they, they, uh, he does a good job and gets Andrews involved. Um, on top of that, Metcalf, monster against the Jets. Jets don't really have corners. They have children that they play at corner. Metcalf's going to manhandle him. I think that uh, he has a great day. Uh, Lazard against Detroit. I mean, this is something I fear myself. I'm facing Aaron Rodgers this week. Lazard is one of those players that's going to uh, reap the benefits of facing a Detroit D that is awful, just awful. Uh, yes, he has weaknesses at, at Hilaire and Gurley. I think those are you know, not strength, and I think he knows that as well. He's hoping that they get 10 points. Um, I think that if they do get 10 points, there's no stopping Poopy 2. I think Poopy 2 is going to come in and get his first win against Neil. And uh, knock Neil off. This is going to be one of those things that Neil just says every single year. You know, he gets this point. He has a strong year, first seed, stuff like that. Uh, but really what it boils down to is that that second quarterback, really, uh, he put his faith in Minshew. Minshew went out, and he had to get whatever he could. He got Locke. Locke's not good. Um, you know, that combined with a couple bad matchups – uh, you know, can knock you out in the first round. It's just something you have to fix before it's too late, and he didn't do it. So, you know, I really do think that Poopy 2 takes this one. Um, but moving on, next one, let's jump into Cameron. Unicycle Polar Bears versus Max Ulysses S. Grant. Now, the interesting part of this one is that Cameron is one in nine. One in nine against Max all time. That's not good. Owen won against him in the playoffs. Max knocked him Ooh. out uh, in 2012 in the third place game. So won a little bit of wow. money uh, in Max's rookie season, I think, there in 2012. It's a little confusing. I think John Breeze uh, started the year out, but Max really was the manager the whole year. He was a co-manager, but we're counting that uh, when Max got third place. But one and nine against him career. Uh, what do you think? Do you think Cameron gets a little revenge here? 
It's a tough matchup. Um, you see, this is one I would definitely say that the projections are way off because everywhere I look, it's it's looking pretty even. Oh, okay, Matt, he has a um, Cameron has a and goose egg on defense, which he doesn't have a. But Cameron uh, Curl's not going to get. Cameron Curl's been very consistent, a very good. Oh, I was going to say like they just don't project him anything, but he does pretty well. Okay, yeah, they just really don't like him. See that? See that's something I love from Cameron right there. Is there are especially on defense, there are guys that are fucking monsters that Yahoo just hates. They're just mm-hmm. like, you know what? Fuck that guy. I don't yeah. care that he scores ten points every week. Yeah, I'm going to project him zero. He yeah. fucked my girlfriend or something, and it's just yeah. like, all right. You know, whatever, <laughs> be a bitch. Right. Um, but right. that's a great find right there because he's actually doing the work, and I, I love that. Um, but every pet matchup I'm looking at right now is very close. Start at the top with Kirk Cousins and Tom Brady playing each other. Ah, man, I, I'm not a big fan of when my players play each other because if that's a low-scoring game, then I'm fucked twice over. Um you know, it could be – I think at least one of them does well. I would think Tom Brady does better than Cousins. Um, but looking across the way, Deshaun Watts has been amazing, but at Chicago is not a matchup you want to see, especially first week into the playoffs. Uh, and then you got Sam Darnold at, at Seattle, so he's going all the way to the West Coast. Seattle's defense hasn't been that great all year, but they've finally actually been coming on lately. Um, ah, that's a tough one. I'm going to give the edge – a little bit to Ulysses S. Grant there, um, just because I expect Brady to do better and Cousins to have to make up for it. And Watson's got a tough matchup at Chicago, and Sam Darnold is playing on the Jets, so that's just a sad story. Um, and then you look in their wide receivers, you got Cooper Cup, uh, Adam Thielen, and Godwin for Ulysses S. Grant, and it's just, you know, any of them could go off, and they, they I'd expect two or three of them two or three of them to go off. But then you look at uh, Cameron's, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Justin, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Man, those are strong. Uh, this is a really – I mean, I've, I could see this matchup going either way just because there's a lot of people that could potentially have a big day. Um, I expect Diggs to have a big day versus Pittsburgh. Uh, Hayden is out, so he'll probably be wide open on every play. Uh, and since there's no pressure on the quarterback since Dupree's been out, uh, he, you know, he could throw it to him now, later, write a book, show, throw it to him after that, whenever he wants. Uh, so I'm going to give you Cameron the uh, edge on the wide receivers. Going to the running backs, he's got Dalvin Cook and Akers. I haven't picked this game. I'm picking this live right now. I'm trying to see which way I'm convincing myself. I started off trying to convince myself to list this grant. I'm leaning towards uh, Cameron right now. Um, Dalvin Cook could have a huge day. It just, it just depends on if the coaches are patient enough to keep giving him the ball. Cameron, uh, Cam Akers, uh, you know, I guess he's just running back to 10 point, 10.5. That's generous. Um, Ezekiel Elliott versus Cincinnati's decent matchup. And actually Melvin Gordon's actually been playing really well. Um, he took, he took my sleeper from a couple weeks ago that I, uh, that I said, ah, man. I love Kelsey. Logan Thomas had a great week, but I think San Francisco would tie him up a little bit more. Some better linebacker play. Man, I just I feel like Ulysses S. Grant is going to edge us out. Okay, it's a tough one called up. All right, uh, I'm going to disagree with you, uh, and and the reasoning is that 
there's too much dependency on Max's team from Cousins uh, for Cameron to do well. His best players, Cook and Jefferson, um, they really – it would have to be a run-only game. Tampa Bay is sixth against the run. I know Dalvin Cook's the highest scoring running back in the league right now, but that could be stifling. Okay, They're on the road in Tampa Bay. Um, as well as Deshaun Watson going to Chicago. Love Deshaun. Love uh, you know everything he's done this year. I think he's definitely a lottery pick next year, but he's going in Chicago. Uh, what month is it? Oh, it's December in Chicago. It's not going to be fun to play football there on Sunday, no matter even if it's noon. Um, if there's any participate, uh, precipitation that day, which right now, um, you know, there's not really that much, uh, you know, chance of snow, but it's going to be windy. And when it's that windy, uh, Watson's just not going to have a good time. Darnold plays Seattle. I understand why he has Darnold in playing Seattle right now. It's not a good decision. I know you see that green with Seattle. You see that they were one of the historically bad defenses of our time. Since then, they've you know acquired Dunlap. They've done a lot of other things. Uh, Jamal Adams is, has grown up, become a big boy. This Seattle defense is becoming the old Seattle defense. They're making plays. They're doing things. It's it's they're dangerous in Seattle against the Jets. This is a Bad, bad matchup for Darnold. Uh, I would play Trubisky. But either way, it's not going to be fun because, like I said, the weather conditions against Chicago are not going to be that great. Uh, looking down, I do like Akers. I think Akers has a great night tonight or, or tomorrow night against New England. I think that's that's a good matchup. Um, we saw, you know, against San Francisco uh, this last week, um, they're, you know, I know Dawson Knox got a touchdown, but they – they're pretty stingy linebacker. They're, Logan Thomas is not going to be uh, feeding like he was uh, this last Monday against Pittsburgh. Um, on the other side, Max's best friend is going to be Thielen. Just don't throw to Jefferson, and Max will have a good time. Obviously, he has the pair with Godwin and Brady and Cousins and Thielen. I think that's a good matchup. Cup will have a good night tomorrow night against New England. I think that that's a, a pretty good matchup. Max's running backs are weak. He's in. He has running back problems. Um, you know, as much as I've talked shit on Zeke all year long, he's sixth in running back points, which is so surprising. Um, uh, you know, he has really salvaged this year uh, very, very quietly. Kelsey's a monster. Uh, you know. As far as defenses go, I know that, uh, you know, I've hated on Max defense in the past. He's made a bunch of moves. Uh, he's picked up Baker. He's got Simmons. Uh, Harrison Smith and Jamal Adams he traded for. His team is pretty solid. There's a reason that he uh, is third third uh, seed. So I'm taking Max, uh, you know, pretty easily here to take Cameron for his 10th win to make him 10-1. Okay, so, so we agree. Okay, you, you said I dis you disagreed. I was like, it sounds like you. No, you took Cameron, correct? No, I took. I'm taking Max. I'm taking. Max. Oh, okay. We both take. I double checked my pick just for pickums. I was like, Jesus Christ, I picked Max, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay, God. just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. No, no. I think we're on the same page. Like, yeah. I think if if Cameron's gonna win, it'd be off his wide receivers. Like, all three of his wide receivers would just have to blow up. 
And they could, right. they could, but that that's that would be the the only the his way to win, I would think. But if they're blowing up, if 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 Jefferson blows up, then he's doing it at the expense of of Cousins. I mean, Cousins is yeah. doing pretty good. Yeah. So, and then that means that also that Cook's not doing that great. It's just it's a rough situation for mm-hmm. Cameron because of the dependency that Max that Max has at, at Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Um. All right, let's do the. Uh, this is the heavyweight match. I think, even though Michael's lost six in a row, um, this is what everybody's looking at. Michael versus Danny. Uh, Maestro versus Notorious. Uh, they are eight and eight all time against each other. They split right down the middle. 16 games. That's more games than anybody else in any of these. Um, Michael beat Danny in the second round to knock him out in 2016 on... Michael's way to a lost championship. So um, let's talk about it. Who do you got in this game? It's a very close matchup. Um, both of them have been, I mean, just even with Maestro's losing streak, he's still putting up some crazy numbers. Last week, what, he almost put up 200 in the loss. You know, it's uh, and Notorious – Jesus, I mean, even with without <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, he's no, it's, been just it's it's not Christian. Oh, okay, you're just you're not talking about his current projections. No, no, no. I'm just saying, even without him, before he's been killing it. He's been putting up crazy numbers without him, and everybody's been like, "Oh, he's gonna get back Christian McCaffrey. He's gonna get back Christian McCaffrey." I mean, I don't. I never count on a guy that's hurt to come back and kill it. I really don't because I'm just like, "You're hurt, huh? All right, that's all I heard." So and he's hurt, and now we got a new fucking cue today on something else. Who's so he's got to do it with the team he's been playing with, and every time we every time we look at it, we're like, oh, his running back suck, and he puts up two hundred points. It's gonna be a very close matchup. Mm-hmm. Looking at their quarterbacks, starting with Ben Roethlisberger and Josh Allen playing each other. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of when my players play each other, but I do expect Josh Allen to have a huge day. I think Big Ben will probably have to drop back and pass 50 times because I've never seen a worse running game on 11-1 team. So I don't know who would be more valuable on a team like that when there's zero running game. So I expect Josh Allen to have a great game. I think Ben will probably have a couple turnovers. Looking over the uh, across the way, though, Russell Wilson versus the Jets. I mean, if you're going to the playoffs, you couldn't ask for something better. Like – if the, if he doesn't kill it versus the Jets, then Seattle might as well just pack it up and go fucking home and just and just quarantine the rest of the season. So I think that's all you could ask for. And you got Baker Mayfield on Monday night. You got to love your quarterback on Monday night. And Baltimore has got a hell of a front seven. You have to pass vertically on them. So I'm hoping that they continue with doing what they do. They did last week versus Tennessee. Use a play action, go deep, make it fucking hurt. So I think Meister is going to take the edge right there in the QBs. Going to their wide receivers, Notorious has got some uh, great wideouts in Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, and Robbie Anderson. I mean, they're all looking to be the number one uh, target in the red zone uh, every week. So it's really hard to count against them. But Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Corey Davis can definitely at least hold their own. And while Notorious might edge him on the wide receiver, at part, I think Maestro is going to be right behind him, uh, clipping out his heels. 
because going into the running backs, that's where Notorious might lose this because Christian McCaffrey probably isn't going to play. So he's got David Montgomery, which while, yes, he gets 30 touches a game, is probably the worst 30 touches a running back has ever seen that anybody could fathom in professional football because everybody goes, oh, my God, to give him the ball again, he got negative three yards every time. But they give him the ball. Uh, so he'll end up with 30 touches for 15 yards or some shit. Um, and so he'll probably have to start James Conner instead of McCaffrey, who might have a decent game, but Pittsburgh always abandons the run game because it fucking sucks. Dick. So hard. It's the worst. And looking at Meister's running game with Aaron Jones and Chris Carson, who have been playing a lot better and have great matches versus Detroit and, and the Jets, I'm giving Meister the edge again right there. Going to the tight ends, man. Danny's tight end, Darren Waller. That motherfucker is really good. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> Him he and Kelsey really are the guys now. But Indianapolis has some of the best linebackers in the league, so I don't think they're going to let that go unnoticed. And Tanyan has been somehow reeling in touchdowns every week as one of Rogers' new favorite guys. So I think he can hold his own against them. You know. It's hard to pick against Danny because he also has one of the best defenses in the, in the league with Leonard and Wilson and uh, Klein and Baker. Um, but Michael's defense is no joke either with Martinez and Poyer and, and Miles Jack and stuff. So it's going to be a really close one. But I'm giving Maestro the win by a, by a razor edge. I'm going to agree. I am going to agree with you. I am taking – Michael to win after we've talked about Danny's thing and the big Danny's team being the best all year. And and the reason is, and Danny's going to probably shit listening to this, but it's, I hope he watches it on the toilet, <laughs> but CMC, if he doesn't play, Connor's been kind of a, a quiet disappointment this year. Connor hasn't reached 20 points, but once all year, they have not run the ball. Um, and so he's forced to play Connor and Rossberger and Allen all on Monday night, or all on, I'm sorry, all on Sunday night in the almost freezing cold Buffalo weather with a 40% chance of participate, precipitation. That's not good. When your two quarterbacks face each other in the rain, that's not good. Uh, you know, He's got Robbie Anderson. That's a big plus because DJ Moore might not play this week, uh, and Robbie Anderson might come out and uh, and be the number one guy there. Um, obviously, Adams against Detroit. That's going to be a problem. AJ Brown against Jacksonville. That's going to be a problem. Waller against Indianapolis. I know you say it's not going to be a problem. He could score, you know, anywhere from twelve to twenty points there. Um, if his defense shows shows up, um, a lot of them have been stars throughout the season. He's gotten big big games from pretty much all of them. Uh, he's got probably one of the better defenses in the league. You know, Danny obviously still has a chance. Wilson against the Jets, okay, in Seattle, I think Wilson has a great day. Now, it's definitely supposed to rain on Sunday for Wilson, so that's also a problem. They both might have to, uh, to, to rough the rain. But if he doesn't, then Carson, you know, is there to clean up the mess. Plus, he's playing a bunch of tallers in the, in the New York Jets defense with, that just lost their defense coordinator. They might just throw him out there and just tell him to do whatever. Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, but Michael's team, good matchups. Tanyan, again, on that side, uh, maybe stealing touchdowns from Devontae Adams. We'll see. 
Uh, you know, and Michael's defense is nothing to sweat at. I think it's pretty good. I think it's not, you know, not Danny's, but it's pretty good in its own right. Allen Robinson playing Houston, you know, one of these things that I've really regret is I've shit on Allen Robinson every single year after he has a <laughs> I do. I'm like, Allen Robinson sucks. Listen, Foles and Trubisky are not good. Whoever the no, fuck was throwing to him in Jacksonville, Bortles, was not good. I love Bortles. Not good. Okay, he's never had a good quarterback. Okay, he's putting up astronomical numbers every single year. Allen Robinson may be one of the best receivers in the league with some of the worst quarterbacks in the league. He could he's be the Andre Johnson of the of the year right. years, you know. So and he's facing a team that's super bad at covering the pass, and that's Houston Texans. So. Um, he may he may come out and and have a night uh, or have a day. I'm sorry, they play at noon on on Sunday. And on top of that, uh, you know, Keenan Allen is another guy I've shit on. And guess what? They face Atlanta, who gives up third most fancy points to the wide receiver position. Michael has great matchups, great matchups this week. Um, this is going to be a shootout. I think. I think they're both going to score above 170, above 180. And they're going to come out, and it's going to come down to uh, to that last Sunday night game, uh, where you know all eyes will be on Rossberger against Josh Allen, and we'll see yeah. how it works out. We'll see if the the pass rush for the Steelers can get to Josh Allen. I mean, everybody in our league should be watching that game right then because that may decide who wins the championship this year. I I know I will be. I know you will be. All right, last matchup. Last but not least, Brad, Dad, versus Huck, Sex Raptor. Uh, Brad is losing. I'll, I'll let you start. Brad's I'll let you losing start. the matchup seven to eight. I've be. It's not the matchup I, record that I won against Brad, but I am eight and seven against Brad, and I've beat him once in the playoffs last year in the consolation bracket round two. Um, I beat Brad, so. Let's get into this matchup. Let me get. In, I'm going to tell you why I'm going to win. Okay. Not only do I have the pedigree of a champion, won this league three times, going for a fourth, uh, facing Brad, who really has never won anything. He's been in the championship once. He lost. Uh, he, Not by much, and he lost to a very, very <laughs> good championship team okay. that I put together. Okay. All right. But. Uh, you know, Brad's team, he has not prepared them for the playoffs. He has not. His receivers still look like garbage. Uh, I was disappointed in Mahomes. I lost last week. I was disappointed in Mahomes' play. Uh, the reason I was disappointed in Mahomes' play is because Mahomes said in earlier this year, I love playing in snow games. Snow games are the best. The cold's the best. Like, came out and he couldn't fucking move the ball against Denver, uh, in the snow. Yeah, but you, you, you're, you're undervaluing, uh, Division rivals. You sure. have to realize when you're and playing Denver's a division defense. game, completely different. You have to throw uh, records out the window. It's sure. it's a whole other ball game. Sure, but weather is something I fear, especially in the playoffs. And uh, I don't have to deal with it this week because uh, it's going to be sunny skies in at noon in Miami for Mahomes to sling it around, hit Kelsey, hit Hill, uh, hit. Michael Hardman, I don't give a fuck. Uh, give me 40 points. Thank you, Mahomes. Uh, Philip Rivers against Las Vegas. 
Las Vegas has been a uh, a real Swiss cheese defense against the pass lately. That's why I'm starting Pittman. I think that matchup's pretty good. Ridley's a must start. I don't like the matchup against the uh, Chargers uh, right now, especially with the way Matt Ryan's playing. But Ridley is a top ten, maybe top five receiver. Got to play him. Uh, this is where I struggle. Wide receiver three. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if Galladay's going to play. Uh, I don't know if. Who's going to play quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals? Throw to Higgins. I know Higgins is definitely a very talented receiver. Uh, I just don't know who I'm going to play at wide receiver three. I know I've gone as far to look up uh, Kaimi Fairbairn's uh, touchback numbers so that uh, Patterson can get kickoff returns. And, folks, Fairbairn hits at a 53% clip on touchbacks. So we'll see uh, if Patterson gets some kickoff returns this weekend against Houston. Uh, Eckler, he's supposed to be my playoff savior. He came, he's come and done a pretty good job on that end. Hunt, somebody I'm worried about against the Baltimore defense. Um, but I got to play him. Got to play him. I, I play Patterson there and play Higgins. I got to play Hunt. He's one of my guys, one guy I vouch for all year. Um, I, I don't like that matchup, but I got to play him. Um, Ertz, I got tight end problems. You know, I know I got tight end problems. Uh, he faced New Orleans. Hopefully, uh, Jalen Hurts comes out and says, "Let's go to the most uh, talented, uh, most tenured dude on this offense, Zach Ertz, and uh, let, let's move the ball down the field." And hopefully, that happens there. Sanders, best kicker in the league, have no doubt. Even though Kansas City gives up bad numbers against the kickers, uh, I have no doubt that. Miami's going to get stopped uh, on that side of the field and kick, and Sanders going to take advantage. Uh, my defense still the best in the league. Sorry. Look at the statistics. Uh, I've got more points than anybody else in the league, uh, and they're going to show up uh, on Sunday when it's time to play. On the other end, um, we've talked about Washington, how they're stingy on defense. Chase Young's my best friend this weekend. Go get Mullins. Uh, go, go take him out because we know Rodgers is going to put up a 50-burger or some shit. Um, Cooks against Chicago, uh, Mike Williams against his receivers are not good. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> they're not Williams, Cooks, Gallup. I mean, come on, come on, they're not good. Uh, you know, Williams and... sometimes. Good. <laughs> I was just looking at his numbers. Right, well, I want him to be better than he actually is. Basically. I mean, it's it's decent, uh, but he hasn't cleared. No, it's not. Weeks. It's not right. not decent enough. Not 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 to get a win in the playoffs. Um, yeah. We'll yeah. see. Uh, I'm really, actually, really afraid of his running backs. I think this is where he he has yeah. has me. Uh, Kamara and Taylor. Taylor showed up last week, and I think he shows up this week against Las Vegas, and that might steal points from me. Um, you know, Taylor's a really talented running back. He's going to be somebody that I really look at next year in the draft. Um, and you know, he's facing Las Vegas, who's been pretty poor against the run. Um, other than that, Brad's defense, uh, we've talked about it in, in the past. It's a home run hitting defense. As long as they don't hit that home run, get single, double, I can survive this matchup. You know, I'm favored. Um, I'm going to win it. I'm going to move on to cause and kneel. Uh, and, and we'll see how it goes from there. What do you think? I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. Uh, you know, Dad kind of came limping into the playoffs. Um, it kind of reminds me of my team from last year. Um, I uh, And I still believe wholeheartedly that I should have just tanked the last game and got the best draft pick instead of going and lo- losing all 
all my games in the playoffs. So uh, I kind of see that's what's happening, going to happen for Dud because yeah, he's got Rogers, which is who's been playing MVP like uh, football and playing amazing. He's got a great matchup at Detroit. And that'd be great if he wasn't looking at Mahomes across the way, who's playing against does it fucking matter. Uh, and then you got Philip Rivers uh, and next to him, who, yes, has a bum foot, but it doesn't matter because he's playing against Las Vegas and he'll get rid of the ball as fast as he can. Against Nick Mullins, against Washington, like you said, who has a pretty nasty defense, and Chase Young probably going to be trying to ruin his day. So I really see him winning the quarterback battle there. Like I said, with wide receivers, Calvin Ridley uh, is always a must-start. Uh, Pittman Jr. has been playing really well, so you got this great stack there. Honestly, as good as Patterson has been in the return game, if I were you, I would start uh, Marvin Jones Jr. I think if Galladay plays, no. I'm not going to play Marvin Jones Jr. Um, at, at a number two position against Green Bay. I just can't. I don't know. I mean – Sometimes you got to realize that you know it help it can help him to have Galladay on the other side because then Galladay takes the number one corner and then Marvin Jones is maybe going against a number two or a number three and all of a sudden his matchup is real fucking juicy because what you have to realize is some guys can match up against a number one guy some guys can't and so it's that it's those kind of matchups I I think Marvin Jones Jr. is gonna have a big day but. Patterson could as well in the special teams. It's just hard for me to depend on Patterson as a wide receiver in the Chicago offense. It's like, if he's going to do anything, it better be a kickoff return or else that's it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and but, he got but, a receiving touchdown last week, so. Is that his first? Mm, maybe. Uh, no, it was <laughs> a rushing touchdown. Rushing touchdown. Rushing touchdown. And, and that's, uh, see, that's a yeah. bad sign, though. If you have to think about the fact that your receiver got a, a receiving touchdown last week and it might have been his first of the season, that's bad, man. You should. That's benchable. But court, and by benchable, I mean droppable. But Corpad is not, um, not a guy luckily, that I want to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Luckily, dad's wide receivers are terrible as well. So it's not that big of a deal for you. Because, yeah, Williams, like I said, has been terrible. Cooks is, uh, you know, hopefully he can stay on the field. Chicago is a really bad matchup. And then Gallup, uh, you know, Dallas is having trouble all over the place. So it's just not it's not very good. And I agree 100%. If, he's, if dad is going to win, it's going to be Alvin Kamara and, and John Taylor uh pulling a seat across the finish line. So, uh, but you've got no joke in, in running backs as well. Uh, Kareem Hunt and Austin Eckler could have, could have a very good day. It really depends. And at least you have that Monday night uh, to always come back with. And at the end of the day, you have your defense, which, yeah, it, you know, numbers don't lie. They've been putting up points. They've been scoring touchdowns. They've been playing big in big moments. So I'm taking Sex Raptor in this as well. Cool. All right. That's uh. That's good to hear. It's a good. That's a good feeling uh, to have have your backing. I know you're up there in in the pick'em, so um, it's it's good to have some backers going into this week. All right, let's finish this up. It's been a long one. Uh, let's go to gambling corner. What, who do you like tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, I like New England. I think I think that Belichick has Sean McVay's number. Okay, I I disagree. Rams every which way. Golf Acres. Etc. Have a have a day, and uh, Cam's gonna get destroyed. Uh, this week, uh, do we have a sponsor this week? 
We do have a sponsor. Okay. Uh, Theragun. Take it away. Do you have some pain that needs some releasing? We've got just the thing for you. With the perfect penetration to figure out just how to soothe your needs, we're going to help you get there with Theragun. We've got uh, intense palpitude of technology to release the tension and excellent slow-mo quality. Theragun, just for you. Yeah, I, I, know, I know Neil mentioned that he got one of those for, uh, for his, uh, his significant other. So, you know, it's uh, however they use it, that's, that's the way they use it. And, uh, and, you know, I have some pain, man. I think I'm sleeping wrong or something because I got lower back pain. I could use some Theragun as well. Um, hopefully, uh, a win against Brad this week will relieve some of that pain as we move on into the second round of the playoffs. But that's all we have for you this week, folks. I know. Thank you for listening. It's a little bit longer than our normal one. It's the playoffs, so we had to get a lot in there. But, uh, Scott, do you have anything to say before we go? Well, just good luck to everybody in the playoffs. And to everybody that's not in the playoffs and in the lottery like me, just know that being in the lottery is your best chance of getting a ship. So don't fuck it up. You know, he's right. He's absolutely right. Uh, you know, most championships, not all, most championships have come from that lottery. All right, folks, good luck this week. This is it. This is a big time. This is what we all fought to, to play for. So uh, good luck to everybody. And uh, we will definitely see you next week for a round two version of the Gridiron Podcast. So long. Spider Dandy